Today's daf is daf hey, sorry, hey, daf hey, and we begin a few lines down. The uh, Mishnah. Ilfas bakter shaviran merotchim loyten notoch tavlinim. What happens if you've got something that was on the fire, a, a clear pot, a, a larger type of pot that was on a fire and it was boiling away? You're not even if you t- once you take it off the fire, or I should say, even once you take it off the fire, you can't add any tavlinim because, as we said yesterday, that a clear rishon, even once it's taken off the fire, you're not allowed to add anything to it. Okay, aval tara tamchoi. Now, tara uh, is like a bowl, or tamchoi is more like a, like a serving bowl. So, if you've decanted it, you've taken it out, oh, you poured it out from the kli that was on a fire into another kli. So, therefore, that kli is now considered a klisheni. You would be able to add these tablitim because you see, klisheni is not mavasha. Okay, that's the uh, simple understanding of the Mishnah. However, Rebbe says the cholun noten. He understands that the only the only issue of bishul is if it's on a fire. So therefore, that's a uh, Reb Chaim. He says, right, which is kind of what we said yesterday as well. That we said the Chachamim Exera. but Rebbe Shimon, Rebbe Huda doesn't make that extension. The only time he says it's a it's going to be a problem if there's something inside it that might uh, in like a trigger or enhance the cooking process, which is as follows: if it's got vinegar or sir or brine, so something that's charif, even if it's off the fire, it would be a problem. Okay. Again, Reb Chaim says, because they're sharp, they would, uh, would cause bishul. Okay, so let's have a look. Now the Gemara begins. What's the question here? The question here is what's called irui klirishon. We say klirishon is a problem. We see klisheni is fine. However, what happens if you have something in a bowl in a klisheni and you pour from a klirishon on, on top of it? Is a irui, the pouring from a klirishon, like a klirishon or a klisheni? So Rabbi Yonah says, Asur, it's Asur, because pouring something from a clerician onto it is, is the same as putting something into a clerician. Okay? Now, the proof that of Rabbi Yonah, or the support of it, Masayala, if you like, is from the following case. Um, and this is, a, this is referring to uh, Marika Shifa. In other words, when it comes to Kodshim, you've got to take out everything that's absorbed. And when it comes to, I'll read, we'll go through the Kormaneda in a moment. But it said, that this applies to both. Now let's read the Korbanet together. It says, it's a Mishnah in Mesefazvachim, in Perikdam Chatat. It says, if you've got an earthen kli, cooked in it. The if you've got a pot in which it was poured into it from something in Roteach, something that was in a clear Rishon, then that kli would require Shvira. You need to break it. Okay? So it sounds like that there's no difference between cooking in something or if it is poured into it, okay, from a klirishon. Okay, in both situations, that which is absorbed, if it's a klicheres, you'd have to smash it because you can't make a vishdika, it's absorbed into the wall, walls. We'll see what happens with the klimatech in a minute. Now, where do we see this from? Dichtiv, it's learned in the Torah. It says, asher bo yishaver. Now, the additional word bo is important. As, as the Kromanet explains, the samach yishaver etzel bo. The fact that it got bore out of it, it's velokti, but could it simply says, in beklicheres tibushal. If you cook it in klicheres, it has to be broken. The fact that I said tibushal says boyishaver, that's lamidrash to teach you, im nivlabo, if it's absorbed into it, mikomakom yishaver. Okay, once it's absorbed into it, it's got to be broken. Shamina maha, so we see here, the iruik klirishon, the point klirishon is like a klirishon. Dare bekrak, because says in the pasuk, bishul vaafilu hachi asriamin iruik. Okay, because it's talking about bishul itself in the pasuk. And the pasuk itself says also the case of is a problem. So the, again, this is the port shita rabbi that 
Eroiklirishon is like a Klirishon itself, because the both would be the same. Okay. <clears throat> However, I'm Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, who is he's cholek. He doesn't hold Klirishon like a Klirishon. You'll see in a moment. It's clear from the Gemara later. It says Taman. There, don't bring a proof in that case, because you're dealing with a klicheres. And a klicheres, as we know from all over the place, is that it's very absorbent, it's boleya. So it might be that because it's so absorbent, the laws by kodshin, that if you cook a korban in it, or even if it's poured into it, because of the absorbent world, walls, it needs to be smashed. Okay? Um, however, it might not necessarily be mebashel. And tavlin in a mebashlin. But the Gemara says, but one second, heiti brev yossi barbon. You can't reject it so easily. Vatani, because it says also by after klina choshet, also by klina choshet can. Meaning by klina choshet, that um, if it's made of uh, copper, that also irui would be a problem. Okay? So therefore you see that, and that's got nothing to do with absorption. That's got to do, it has to be uh, a metal clay. Only if it's cooked in it is going to be a problem. So ilachalameima klina choshet boleya. Can you say when it comes to Kli Choshet Bolea? So therefore, it seems to be at this stage we've got a strong support Rabbi Yonah, that by the case of Marika and Shtifa, because when it comes to Kli Metal, where you don't smash it, you've just got to thoroughly scrub it, wash it, scrub it inside, outside, a hot, cold, there's a different explanation what Marika and Shtifa is. But that also applies if it's poured in from a Kli Rishon into this other metal Kli. So therefore, it's the same. Now, the question is, okay, we've seen a debate between Rabbi Yonah and Rabbi Yossi regarding Irui, meaning if it's poured onto something, what happens if you put something in the stream as it's being poured down? Would they, everyone agree that Rabbi Yossi say it's like putting a clearishon? Or is it only his cholek when it's, uh, uh, sorry, um, or is it only when it's, sorry, um, would, yes, would Rabbi Yossi say that it's, it's, um, it's also mavashel? Or also, it's, or is it also, or the, or the machlok is in that case as well? Okay? Would we agree in that case if, if you're pouring into putting into the stream? So the Gemara says, Amrab Chananya, Bereder of Hillel, Machloket, Rabbi Yonah, and Rabbi Yossi, that the Machlok, there's no difference. There's no difference. Machloket, Rabbi Yonah, Rabbi Yossi, whether Yeruiz, Mavashel, doesn't matter if it's sitting in the Kli below, or you put it into the stream as it's falling down, same Machloket. Okay. Rabbi Yisrafa Gufta, Bay Kamei Ravmana, Asa Ken Beshabas, Chaim of Shumavashel, Asa Bevasa Vachalat, Chaim of Uvashel. Now the question is, we said, Yeruiz, Kli Rishon, like a Kli Rishon, right? The question is, is it really bishul, or is it just like a chumrah, if you like? Meaning, is it considered mavashel, so such that you could be chayv someone uh, like mer- like a um, skiller, if you did a, like, can you warn him, he pour something onto it, he, he can take it to basin and, and getting executed. Or, or if it's a shogik, brings a korban. Or, when it comes to basavachalav, is it, let's say someone gets, um, I don't know, uh, the milk from that was heated up, pours it onto meat, is this, is he chai from Mushuman Okay, or is it only if it was cooking in the same pot? Okay, is it mush? And um, let's read you uh, something here. It says uh, would he get malchus for it? That's the thing because it comes to basavachalav. Just to just to um, remind you, when it comes to basavachalav. The three usurim is sort of basavachalav. It's not just eating meat and milk together. There's also isur bishul and also isur hana, meaning isur cooking it. And also isur of um, a giant benefit if it's being cooked together. Those are three things by the basavachala. So if someone is, I don't know, uh, you know, that, that's that's uh, for example, people have these questions. I'm, I'm risking on too much of a tangent here. If they're learning to be a chef, or their boss asks them, "Can you please heat up some food for me?" There can be issues of bishul basavachala even if the person's not going to be eating it. Okay. So um, the question is: Is irui? Is would he get malchus for it? So Amalei, Chayda Amar Rebizira seems like Rebizira, like it's Rebizira, because it's Be'ezui Chalut, 
Barur. What is considered Chalut Barur? Now, what's, what's, why is it important for Chalut Barur? Um, this is Le'inyan Chala, because if that means Chalut, this is if the wheat is scalded, like, burnt first, you know, like a piping or bolt, bolt, not burnt, but fire, but boiling hot water, then it's Patum Chala. Okay, I think we addressed this in the past. Also, if a chalut, there's support and also the chalut for laws, I think it's another man that Papashim says it refers to also chametz or pesach. Is it not chametz? Things like that. So the question is, what is chalut baru? What is a chalita? That is only kol or mahalech tachtav. That's only when the fire is mamash underneath it. So therefore, bako ezu tavshu baru, so to hear, babasa bachalot, bashabas, and all these things. When is it Mamash and Avera Bichayev Malkus for Bishop Pasa Bachalav or on Shabbos Bichayev, either a common Khatat or Chayev Meta? That would be Kosha or Mahalech Tatav, which is what we said in yesterday's year anyway. Okay? Now it's interesting here. Ah, uh, what about Mirke Vishtifa? Um, I was, you know, those we brought a proof, it seemed to be, that it would be that by Mirke Vishtifa, do right, it seems to be a problem. And again, by Kodshim. So the, um, the uh, Reb Chaim says, Despite the fact that it's not Bishul Gamor, that you can get Malchus for it for Bishul Basa Vachalav, It's still a cooking that causes an absorption. Okay? There is a transfer of flavor, but even though it's not defined as a Malachar of Bishul. And that's important. How do we know this? Daha, we've just learned in, as I read to you before, in Mishnim Zvachim, that if you had a Kli, a metal clee, and you poured some kochim into it straight from the fire, then it would require mirik of a from the irui. So in other words, it's not that it's nothing midoraita, it is something that's not bishul. I mean, it does affect a transfer of flavors, if you like, with the case of irui. That's important to understand. It's not like, yeah, it's, it's not a binary thing. It's like, a, it, it's a mesa bishul, it's a transfer of flavor, and then there's also what you call a nothing. Okay. And let's continue. Um, next case. Uh, now we said according to Rabbi Huda in the Mishnah that only if it's on top of the fire is it considered bishul, meaning that he says if and if it's off the fire you could add spices and the like, except for it, there, if there's chometz and sir in it because this the ingredients themselves are kharif and that would bring about a cause or help assist the cooking. So adapted Rabbi Yehuda says melach ketsir yain kachometz. Now if the statement or question you usually have this. Uh, Debate in Mefarshim, but Rav Chaim says there's a question here. It says specifically in our Mishnah that it's chometz and sir are the two things that Rabbi Yehuda holds as an exception. Chometz is is vinegar and sir is is brine. The question is: is what if melach alone? What if it's salty? Is that like sir? Or if it's yain, if it's wine, is that like chometz? And it's left as a question. Meaning, is it restricted to only those two things or things that are like it as well? Okay. Okay. Next Mishnah. So um it's actually interesting. I'm sure you're all cleaning up the, cleaning up now after uh after um after Hanukkah. But you know the table itself gets is full of oil, right? No matter how much you try to clean it and, and, and not um and not make a mess. Why? Because also sometimes the oil drips drips all over the place. But here what it sounds like is on their lamps, again the lamp itself wasn't like this beautiful little uh, glass kaolin that we have with a special uh, um, wick holders, but it was like again, it was like a like a bowl that had a neck on it, and the wick stuck out the neck at the top. And what would happen sometimes is it's drawing up oil, it might actually start dripping at that neck. Okay, so what it's saying is you that that oil is going to be muktza. We'll discuss the laws of muktza soon, but you can't put a clear underneath it to catch it. Why? Because you can't use that oil. And what the issue is, you're going to be what's called the vatel kli The clear you had before you placed it under there wasn't muktza. You're able to use it. By placing it underneath it, it's going to now be collecting this muktza oil. 
And that cleave, therefore, will also be seen won't be able to move. It's Mavata Kli Mechano, and you're allowed to do that. Okay? Um, fine. Exactly. Which is in in other words, Ajari Bahim Kasaba Asula Badakli Mechono Lo Shiv Kliba Makom Shaloyahal Litlo. The Kemen Shain Ainon not Lomishum Dami Lesoter. Now, why is the issue of this? I'll just read Reb Chaim here. What's the issue of Mavatakli Mechano? It's it's effectively like breaking the Kli. It's Domelo Soter because that was useful and now it won't be. Okay, that's the idea. Let's get. However, im not no member odio. If you placed it there prior to Shabbos, then it's obviously not a problem because the issue is mevatel. If you like, kilo breaking it on Shabbos itself and not, or yontif itself, either way, um, but not uh, not. Uh, but if you do beforehand, it's okay. However, im not timimen or lefisha enemenamuchan. You're also not allowed to derive any benefit from that oil that is collected um, because it's not minamuchan; it's muktza. Either Korbaner says it's huktza leisuro because it's it was uh was you know because it was uh set aside for firing the candles etc you know that you're allowed to you know that touched you know that mistapek from that oil because you've been now they're understanding it's hooked to the mitzvah it's set aside for the mitzvah of it sounds like nerf it gets Shabbos candles the way maybe Pnei explains it okay let's try and understand the Gemara now so Rav Chagai Baye Kava Mibodyom Hawevu Nado Milachasheicha this is a very interesting question I read the crime it says Shekava meaning in other words you. It, the the candle went out on Erev Shabbos, right? If it went out on Shabbos, you're not allowed to use the oil. But it went out on Erev Shabbos. You only learnt about it on Shabbos itself. So, me, Shari, am I allowed to use the leftover oil? Meaning, since you didn't know it went out before Shabbos, it did go out before Shabbos, you didn't know about it, you already medata, you already um, removed your mind from this oil. Meaning you thought it was still light, it, it was still a light, and you had no intention of driving any benefit from the oil because you can't drive any benefit from the oil if it really did light through Shabbos. Or Dilma, maybe not. Dilma came into Hayara Ulish maybe not. Maybe because before Shabbos already went out and I could have been mistabek from the oil, then maybe it's not Mukta. That's the question. Similarly, what about Kava Beshabbat Zuvan or Dalo Beshabbat Abba? What if it went out in one Shabbos and you learn about it the next Shabbos? And it sounds like Loiv Shita. Meaning the way the, that's the expression that we see always in Pnei Moshe, meaning that the Gemara left it as a question. We don't know. We don't know how to resolve this question. Meaning, do you need this, do you need this idea beforehand when it went out before Shabbos? Or the fact you didn't know it's already, um, Aksimidata. Okay. Let's go. Next guest. Amrav Yona. Yochanan, sorry. Now it's important to understand here that this Gemara, this piece of the Gemara is trying to understand Shita Rabbi Shimon. Now, Shita Rabbi Shimon holds effectively there isn't Muktzah, except for a few situations we'll see, and that's what we're trying to work out when Rabbi Shimon holds Muktzah or not. So, so it says anything that is Ra'oi, that fit for use, is not considered Muktzah, except for one thing alone. Now, what's that one thing alone? There's a debate that, but we'll explain that Rabbi as always, and he says that's a Ner Shahadaluk Shabbos, the lamp that is a light on Shabbos. Why that Kiman However, let's and, and I'll read, continue reading Rechaim here. He says, He's working with the Shit Rabbi Shimon. Therefore, Hilkach, you would assume then, Ner Shekava, that once the Ner went out, you can metal, you can move it. That Ner itself, the lamp. Because the lamp itself is fit for use, and therefore you'll be able to move it. Okay, meaning he doesn't hold other dinim of mukta, you know, mukta, mukhmat, mios, all these other things of mukta. The only thing is, if I've got a cleave that sounds like it's fit for use, then it doesn't matter, I'll be able to move it, even if it was a light on Shabbos and then went out. 
However, anytime I can't move this this uh, ner is while it is a light. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, I won't confuse you with other other opinions. Okay, let's continue. So hey, Rabalaza, Harei Shemen Bener, Harei Be'ino, Vu'ena Be'hichano. He said, what are you talking about? In our mission, we said that leftover oil after the camel goes out, or the, oh, sorry, or the, left, or the oil that's been dripping into this clea, you're not allowed to use it, correct? That oil is fit for use. It's edible. One could use it. But there the Mishnah says, you're not allowed to. It's muksa. And you don't see Rebbe Shimon being cholak. So this seems to fly in the face of Rebbe Shimon holding that, you know, we don't, it basically doesn't hold by muksa. That's what it sounds like. So we say, no. No. The reason why you don't do it, because Rabbi Shimon would agree in this case, because from the very beginning, your intention was, I don't want this oil on Shabbos. I want it all, ideally, to be used as fuel for my candle. So that's what's called, in, you see else, elsewhere, like, um, uh, right? In, I'll read Rabbi that which you've basically rejected, meaning I don't want this for my own personal use. Because I wanted that oil to be used as fuel. I didn't really want anything to drip out or be left over. Then it's considered dochibedain. In other words, what we're learning by Rebbe Shimon, even his whole, it sounds like, in the concept of muqtza, meaning I don't hold by the, the din of a muqtza, the chachamim, the, the more broader definition of muqtza. If you're dochibedain, if you reject it, then you agree. Okay. What about chitim bezriya? Be'enanhen, be'enanbe'echanot. Now, this is an interesting case. What's Chitim Mizriah? You planted some wheat in the ground. Vadaim Lo Shushra hasn't taken root yet. They're Be'ain. And nonetheless, they're considered Asur. They're considered Muqtza. And the answer, once again, is, in other words, even though it's Ra'uita, you know, I could take it out and I could eat it. However, we say once again, because once again, when you place them in the ground, you would docha be a daim. You didn't want it anymore, really. So that's another situation. This is where defined, this is another case, I should say, where that is. One of Dochem Yadayim, where Rishimon would agree. What about the next case? Hey Tivei, Harei Beitzim Lefrochim. What are eggs you've set aside to, for chicks? Harei Be'in on him. One, literally you could take it. It's, it's Ra'ui, Lechila, if you like. But nonetheless, we, it sounds like he would agree. So then we say once again, no, because you've set him aside for chicks, I can say once again, that's a, a case where Rabbi Shimon would, would agree. Okay, next case. Harei Rebi Yeremia, Haiti Rebi Yeremia, so Harei Itre Sukkah, Itre Sukkah, the noise Sukkah, the decoration of the Sukkah. Now, it wasn't just posters, it was also like, well, Sfarim have still have this minhag of hanging, or other people have this minhag of actual fruit used to hang, hanging from Rimonim, things that used to hang from the Sukkah. Harei Be'enam, they're Ra'oi Lachila, you could use them. Ve'enam Eichano, but we say they're Muktsi, you know, like Mista Pekmihan. So once again, we say Shniahi, don't bring a proof from that case. The Amar of Mari, Achve the Rebbe, the Rebbe Yossa, the Rav Mari, the brother of Yossi, says, Kol Shiva, Kol Shiva hem betilim al gabi sukkah. They can battle to the sukkah. Mechan vahitlech, from here onwards, they're behechanohen. I'll explain why hechanohen, mechan vahitlech, because it's a very, very important point. So initially, once again, it seems to be there's another situation of huksala mikza. In other words, the fact that I want it to be for my noi sukkah, I'm, I'm, Set it aside specifically be for, for the mitzvah. That's why even Rabbi Shimon would agree. Okay? Um, but what do I mean, mecham ba'ilech? It's like almost like a dechi ve'adayim type of thing. But what does it mean, mecham ba'ilech? It says, klom ha'bayom tevacharon, meaning, shminat seret simchat Torah, says, l'rebi Shimon eina muktza. He would hold it's not muktza. The afal that the katsei ben ha'shmashot, despite the fact they were muktza from ben ha'shmashot, because it was considered batal the sukkah, 
He doesn't hold it. It would impact the last day, Yontav, which is not Sukkot anymore. Because that fits into the Shitta of Rabbi Shimon, the Kol Debar In other words, during Sukkot, he understands that you can't miss Tapek from the, um, from the noise Sukkah because it's like Bata to the Sukkah, Huk to the Mixta. However, when you get to Shminat, again, I'm talking about Eretz Yisrael, Shminat Eretz and Chatorah, the last day where Sukkot is over, now, Chachamim would say, oh, since it was Mukta on Ben Hashmashot, it's going to be Mukta on that day as well. You still can't mistake the hem. However, Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold that. Because again, this fits in with the principle of Rabbi Yochanan, that if it's anything that's Be'eno, that's Ra'oi, why can't I use it? He doesn't hold by the broader definition of Mukta. Okay, that's just an important point to add from Rukhain then. That's what it means, Mikan Ba'ilach. Let's continue. Heiti Rav Parzu. What about Mukhin? These are like, like, like tufts of like wool and things like that. Felt, felt, felting things, right? Mukhin Shin Matsuru, Harim Ba'inan. They are Ba'inan. Now we have to understand what this case is. Um, it's a Rab Chaim says, Stam Mukhin, all these like tufts of stuff, is Mukhsa. She'enam Ella Sot Lebedin, because they, they use all these tufts that make, to, uh, um, uh, we use for like felting. Okay? Umukhsin Hemla Malacha, they're Mukhsa for that purpose. But Asun and the Taltal, you're not allowed to use it. In other words, it's always, it's, uh, it was set aside not for general use. It was set aside for a particular job for making like felted clothes and things like that. Vafilu Mukhin Shataman, even if you use this Mukhin for insulation, Koshi Pitnik Pazru, once they've scattered off it, you're not allowed to metal it because it's Muksa. So once again, let's ask the question of Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon doesn't call it in that case. Despite if you covered it first, let's just add this one point. It's not as if you made it a clea. Like a torrent clea, And therefore, we've got a question. This is Shita Rabbi Shimon. Why can't I pick it up and put it back on again? Or what, not pick it back on. Why can't I move them? It's something that is fit for some sort of purpose. And Rabbi Shimon has this very much more restricted form of Understanding what what muktza is, so the Gemara says, "Hacha bekelim, v'hacha datama ba'ochlim." Now, what? Let's explain what this means. Rebbe Chaim is important. It says, "Klomar, klal the Rebbe Yochanan." The klal Rebbe Yochanan says, "Anything some sort of fit for some purpose, or fit for purpose, fit for usage, is not muktza according to Rebbe Shimon. That is only regarding kelim. Okay, that's only regarding kelim. To call the ikar love to a kli once, as long as something is defined as a kli." It's muhan. It's it's considered a fit for use on Shabbos. It's not considered mukta. Okay. Aval hacha muhim tufts these little tufts of wool, if you like. The lake a kli. It's not even a kli hu. Vhu adin also food itself, like we've been describing. He would agree that laws of mukta would apply to them. Okay. This is a, a new understanding of Rabbi Shimon now. Now, when she said this, you don't have to talk about that. You don't have to come on to all the answers we said before of dechia be'adayim anymore. Ella, no, the call Hani L, all these cases brought us cash in the beginning, they were regarding food. And when it comes to food, he agrees that dinner muksa. Let's just go through the flow of the sugi again before we get to bring, get to the next case. Now there's an issue we brought all these cases into the cash in the Rebbe Shimon. We said, oh, they're all different because there's Dikhi He agrees in that case. Then we brought the case of these um, Mukhin, and the answer was somewhat different. Now he says, Oh, look, there's a difference. Meaning the whole principle now, Rabbi Yochanan says anything that's like uh, so, uh, what's the expression once again? Any that seems to be fit for some sort of use is not muktzah according to Rabbi Shimon. That's only regarding kalim. But anything that's not a kli or is food, then he agrees more more with chachamim uh, with uh, I guess a broader definition of muktzah. 
So we ask, we ask one more question. Hey, Rav, Rav Nasa, Hare Mukta Shiyavesh Velonaga, or Hare Hu Be'eno Be'eno Be'echano. So we bring another question which is food related, and the answer is going to be once again, Hacha Be'kelim Omadatama Be'ochlim. But wait, let's try and understand the case of this Mukta uh, Shiyavesh. So what we're talking about, if you put Grogaro and Simukim, you put stuff on the roof to dry, out drying, as soon as you put it out there, it starts spoiling as it dries out, and it's not fit for Achila. It's only once it dries out that it's fit for consumption. Okay, once it fully dries. So here, it's actually interesting because I read Ruchain because there are two ways to read this. There's a Girsin Beitzah which is different to the Girsin we have here, and he explains why the one here is going to be difficult. So I read you as follows. He says, says Hari Sim Shalam As I explained to you, when you come to um, uh, dates and um, and uh, grapes that you put on up to, on the roof to dry, when you place it up there, once it's there for a little bit of time, once it's there for a little bit of time, they're already not fit for a chila. At that time, once after you put up, it's muktza. Even if it dries out during daytime, since you didn't touch it, we've got the gear here, nagabo, and you didn't know it's muktza. That was Borazakasha because you didn't touch it, it's Mukta, and therefore um, that's Borazakasha, and, and the rejection of the Kasha is, oh, this is food. The reason why Rebbe doesn't like that, he says, it's Kasha. Why? Because that's a question we had above that was unresolved. Our whole question, if you remember, uh, just as we were turning the, just as we were turning the, the Duff, sorry, the Amud, was that if I, if it was already fit for use before and didn't know about it, is it does it like like the case where the candle went out before Shabbos and it was left unresolved? And here it sounds a bit seems to be according to the way we just said, if you didn't touch it to know it, then it's pasha that it's muktzah. So that's why he doesn't like this uh, reading of it because in the beginning, previously it was a kasha lufshita, and now here seems seems here seems to be pasha. And therefore he goes by the gears that we find in Masech the Beitzah, Mister Shem. We'll learn together. It says there it's velogasi veloyadabe. Rather, you read it differently. It's so below. So it's for Garasi, not Lonagabe, Eloyadabo. You didn't know. What's that mean? We're talking about where it was Mukta, Shiavesh Beshabbos, meaning this Groga wrote that Otsimukim, they dried out on Shabbos itself. And you didn't know that it was eventually going to dry out on Shabbos. It, it, it dried out much quicker than anticipated. So therefore, Asich Daitibini, that's why he completely, um, you know, removed his mind from it. Because when he put it up there, he thought, I'm only going to be able to pull this down on Sunday. Okay? And that's the din of any Nolad. The idea of Nolad, because he didn't know it was going to be, like something was going to uh, appear to be useful ahead of time. Then that's would be Kamukta, and Rabbi Shimon agrees. And that's Akasha. You see, this is a case, if you like, the way we're now explaining it. Let's go over this, that piece again. This is a case where it was a nolad. You didn't know it was going to be fit for use. And that's nolad. The Rabbi Shimon agrees. And the answer, once again, is no, you're, don't bring a kasha from food, because I've just explained to you the difference between food and kailin. Okay. Now, let's just, let's just uh, start the next Mishnah, and we'll sort of leave it there. We won't go too far. We won't go over the dark. Okay. Metatli ner chadash Ner chadash means a brand new, um, ner, brand new land. It hasn't been used at all yet. You're allowed to metal it and move it on Shabbos. 
However, not an old one. Why? Because once it's been once or twice, it is ma'us, it is a bit disgusting, and there's an issue of muktzah, things that are disgusting, you don't want to handle, you don't want to, you don't want to move, they're considered muktzah shabbos. Okay? Chutz minaner, however, Rabbi Shimon says, no, neirot mitaltalim, he doesn't hold by muktzah machamot mius. Remember, he has a much more stricter definition of what muktzah is. The difference is, is only like we said previously in the shir, except for a, can- a lamp that is actually a light on Shabbos itself, because that's what's called Muktzah, Muktzah, sorry, Muktzah Machmat Isur. So I read your Chaim, says, If you ta- start taking any of the oil out, Haru Mechabeh. So therefore, vasul betil to laner mishum shemen, and because the the shemen itself is mukta makma isur, it's an isur to use that shemen. Therefore, the lamp is really kamatalta. Okay, and we'll uh, stop here. I'll pick up from the gemara. I think it's a sensible place to stop. All right, I'll talk. Have a good day, everyone.